You're listening to The Athletic Mind with your host, Taylor Cook and Lauren Williams. Welcome back to another episode of The Athletic Mind, where we dig deep and shed light on the mental side of sports for athletes and coaches by having open conversations about mental health, mindset, and performance. Welcome back to another fine Wednesday and an episode of The Athletic Mind. Super happy to be back uh, after a nice, enjoyable week in Paris. It was such a good time. Lots of beautiful sights and great food and even better alcohol. So uh, (laughs) just cut right to the chase there. (laughs) Yeah, I should have just skipped over all of that, really. Like I went to Paris. I had a lot of wine. It was a really good time. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, Beautiful city, right? Like, oh, my God. I I love it. I thought it was like gorgeous and we really lucked out with the weather, honestly. Mm. Like it was clear sky, sunny, above zero, I would say most of the time, except probably in the evenings. Mm. And yeah, I mean, I can deal without the traffic that that city has though. Like it is a gong show. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, The other thing I, I really like Paris, like all the really cute, I don't know if they have it in the winter, but like the little cafes with the extended um, patios. You can like sit outside and just Mm -hmm. have a glass of wine or a coffee, you know, if you're not into alcohol. Um, But yeah, like it it really is beautiful. The traffic is a lot. And then I just found like, sometimes I was like, why is it so dirty? But then it's a big city. So you have to remember that like, it's big city. It's not going to be pristine. But yeah. yeah, but I think it's also like a little bit about like the culture of like life in mm-hmm. France, though, or maybe not just France, but like maybe it's more like in Paris. Like I get mm-hmm. the big city vibe for sure, but yeah. I have never seen a more like litter filled city in I don't know how long. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. I was mm-hmm. like a little shell shocked at first because we obviously we, we drove, and once we got into like the the city even like the outskirts, like it, mm-hmm. the traffic all of a sudden just like quadrupled. Yeah. The driving intelligence went down significantly. <laughs> Nobody had turn signals. And I was like, oh my God, I'm just like, I was freaking out just sitting in the passenger seat watching all this. So like watching him drive, I was like, yeah. like just trying to breathe through. And he's, he must've been so annoyed. Like I, I can kind of get like a little bit stressed when it comes to like that kind of driving. Um mm-hmm. But oh my God. And then we had to stop at a gas station and the gas station, like you have to go in to pay before you gas up, but the lineup was like lined up out onto the road. Like it was insane. It was insane. I just, my mind was blown. I was a little bit shell shocked at first, but like the, once we got the alcohol, boom, good to go. (laughs) (laughs) Old school, old school. Mm -hmm. The city is definitely, Yeah it's beautiful. It's very different from, I mean, anything that I experienced in Europe, um, but beautiful nonetheless. Mm -hmm. If you're French and you don't like us talking about your litter filled city, it's okay. We still (laughs) love it. There's just a lot of garbage. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, coming from obviously like living in Norway for two years, it's major difference, obviously. Like the streets were pretty clean almost all the time. And Mm -hmm. Um, I know in the summer I was in, in Munich with one of my friends and 
and they had like tons of parties going on at the time but it really baffled her because she's from Norway and she was so like blown away by the amount of litter and bottles everywhere and like people Mm -hmm. just threw stuff on the ground and didn't care and she's like who cleans all of this up like it's absolutely absurd to me and I was I don't know I don't know I don't know yeah well I'm glad that you got to hit reset a little bit in the city of love as we approach well by the time this gets released Valentine's Day will have passed already but Mm -hmm. um day yeah great day is it though (laughs) anyways (laughs) um so today to end our you know intro tirade um we're gonna we're gonna be talking about something that i I don't know about in other sports but i feel like is very very common in hockey especially women's hockey yeah right um it's the infamous look good feel good play good which um is grammatically just wrong but anyway <laughs> i just remember my parents said play well lauren you play well you don't mm-hmm. play good. look good feel Anyways. good play well well it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't, doesn't line up so good. we're gonna keep it look good feel good play good um which you know if you've never heard of it just the idea of like you show up looking nice or like you take time to make yourself look nice before you get to the rink you're going to feel better about yourself. And if you feel better about yourself, you're going to play better. Um, and we're just going to talk about that and kind of get into the nitty gritty of it in a way that, you know, I guess I've always thought about in a, like a practical sense of like why that actually does impact how you perform. Um, but I'm sure many people haven't. So let's, let's dive into it. What is it about look good, feel good, play good? Well, just to kick things off like the reason that I wanted to even like talk about this is because it it all originated from my partner saying like I don't understand why girls wear makeup to the hockey games that they're playing like it makes no sense to me and I'm like Mm. well okay yeah like to a certain extent like it doesn't make sense because you're just gonna sweat it off it's the likelihood of you like getting some clogged pores and some more acne is like pretty high so like why would you do that to yourself Mm-hmm. But I said on the flip side of things, you have to think like it's no different than you look at the guys in the NHL who show up to their games and their hair's slicked back looking real, real nice. And they've got these great suits on and they mm-hmm. want to show up and they want to like look good. Right. And so this yeah. is no different for, for women. But the I would say the societal standard for most women is like you got to put makeup on. Right. So, yeah, that's <laughs> just like that's how it is. And I know when I was playing especially in university, like coming to Europe, definitely did not do it as much. But in university, I was definitely one to like, follow the look good, feel good, play good, like, makeup, look nice, show up to the rink, feel good, and then Mm -hmm. get back into like, obviously playing. So um... (laughs) (laughs) it's so funny that you bring up the the difference between North America and Europe. (laughs) Because I'm just thinking now, like, I was the same way. I always like put makeup on, made sure that I was wearing something really nice, um, like picked out game day outfits. Like it was part of my routine. I really liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got to Europe and you had to wear these like polos. Yeah. <laughs> like, I hadn't worn a polo for a hockey game since I was like playing select seven travel <laughs> boys. Yeah. <laughs> 
so um yeah I got there and I was like oh no this is not fit with the look and feel good play good at all mm-hmm. um but one thing that I did do you don't have to worry about that right so like did I still put makeup on and maybe do my hair yeah absolutely but like you don't have to worry about what you're wearing what anyone's gonna think about it mm-hmm. um it's it's interesting I've never really thought about that transitioning <laughs> from like wearing really nice dress clothes to a CCM polo but it's true though because like making the transition from playing in North America to Europe like if you don't know that that's a thing it's kind mm-hmm. of like a slap in the face when you sh- when you first show up like I I even when I you know I've been playing here for well, like four years at that point and then had come to play with Kazakhstan I messaged one of the girls and I was like like what do people wear for game days like do you guys have like a uniform for the team or do you just like wear whatever you want and mm-hmm. she was like we don't have a uniform you just wear whatever you want but most people don't give a fuck and they just wear like a regular normal outfit like people don't put heels on and dress up really nice like maybe yeah. some of the imports might do that but because nobody else does it I feel like a lot of people just choose not to yeah it's like hmm interesting like we had no team shirts for warm-ups or anything which like blew my mind <laughs> it's yeah anyway it's just it was interesting to see the contrast between how it is back home versus how it is in different countries here in Europe yeah yeah and I think like I don't know a big part of it to me is just the professionalism of it all right I think we equate um because we're so maybe it's because we're so corporate focused over in North America that like if you're dressing up you're treating it like it's your profession and it's your job and it gives legitimacy to what you're doing and if you're dressing nice it means you care right and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. um but and maybe that the shift in mindset over in Europe is like no one really cares what you're wearing like what you're wearing doesn't mean anything about what you're about to go and do for your team or on the ice or wherever you're playing um so yeah I mean maybe that's part of it but neither is bad right like Mm -hmm. you want to get dressed up and go to a game absolutely go do it if that's part of your routine for sure but um it's interesting to talk about the other side of it of like if that's not what you're doing what could you be doing instead kind of thing to actually mm-hmm. build in some prep in your game day routine? Yeah, um, for sure. Are you using it as like a superstition? Like if you don't like your outfit that day, you're not going <laughs> to yeah. play well. Cause like, we need to talk about that, but mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, and then on the the flip side of that, it's like, what happens when you look really great, but you don't feel really great. Because there's days where that happens for sure. Like everybody's mm-hmm. impacted by so many external factors before heading to rink, court, field, whatever it is that you play. So, you know, making sure that you're equipped with the correct tools to be like, all right, like I'm not feeling good right now, but I need to find a way to get to where I need to be in order for me to be playing the way I need to be playing for myself and for my teammates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the outfit should never become like the sole focus of what you're evaluating yourself on either. Mm -hmm. Right. I think there's, um, especially in, you know, some of college hockey for sure. There's this like the fit, right. And you see it a lot with, um, women's hockey and then 
in basketball and now you're starting to see it with pro sports too right like who's wearing the best fit who's got the best style mm-hmm. and that certainly shouldn't be um on the like the forefront of your thoughts as you're preparing to play a game um but then there's the other side of it of like if it's genuinely just you expressing yourself and like you really like to wear whatever kind of clothing it is that you typically wear for um games then freaking do it but it's not something that should be an indicator of how well you're gonna play I guess Mm -hmm. because there's also gonna be days where like hey you know what something happens in your life and you don't have time to put it together and you just gotta show up Mm -hmm. like you just gotta put on the most basic thing that you can find that matches your team's dress code and then you gotta move on with your life Mm -hmm. and get into the actual like mental prep that goes with about like being about to play a huge game mm-hmm. I mean and if you are someone who like is die hard look good feel good play good like there's nothing wrong with that but making sure that you're figuring out ways to incorporate the mental side into that routine somehow is mm-hmm. so so key and uh, like for me I'm thinking back to like when I was in university when I was getting ready like I had pump up music on like getting ready mentally mm-hmm. like into into the game and stuff and then once I got to the rink it was basically like flipping like a switch so like a different playlist for pre-game different one for when I'm at the rink like help me get focused and that kind of stuff and then that way by the time it was game time you mm-hmm. can step out and, and feel confident in your abilities to go out and play the game that you need to play yeah absolutely so while it may be a part of the the puzzle it it definitely shouldn't be the whole thing um mm. And and maybe there's another side of it to talk about, like just the mental aspect of like that whole thing of like getting yourself ready and prepping yourself to get to wherever you're going, um, what that might trigger mentally in terms of um, like the routine of it all. When you start getting ready in the morning before you head to the rink or in the early afternoon, as you start to engage in that routine, your body is like, oh, I know what we're preparing for right now. Like, mm-hmm. this is typically what we do on a game day. So now I'm starting to like get into that mindset. Um, so it might have a lot to do with that, right? I think there's a lot of different routines that people have, whether it's, you know, going to get a coffee before a game, like that's triggering the same response, right? Mm-hmm. This is a routine and your body gets to know routines. And once that routine starts, it's like a domino effect, right? Where mm-hmm. like you start that process and then that domino hits another one that says like, oh, after this, I know what to expect. Oh, after this, this is going to happen, right? So it sets you up nicely for that consistency, I guess, if, if mm-hmm. that's the routine that you have. Um, but we all know like it's equally as important to have the mental side of it be active right so not just passive in the sense of like you're listening to music and you know that this is your pregame playlist and that's getting you queued up but like what are you actively doing maybe during that time mm-hmm. that's prepping your brain to deal with the inevitable stress that's going to come in in a game i like the way you say that actually because just having that playlist like yeah you're right it triggers like the thought process of like, yep, we're used to this. We've done this a hundred times before. 
this mm-hmm. is, you know, getting me, getting me ready, but are you actually actively trying to get yourself into that zone so you can yeah. be performing at that peak point? And, uh, I also really would love to talk about like the flip side of all this in the sense that like, okay, what happens when you show up, you look good, you feel good. And then you play like fucking ass because that <laughs> has happened many times too. And yeah. for those that are like superstitious about this stuff, like that just begs the question, like, do you really believe that look good, feel good, play good is 100% the mantra where it's at? Because mm-hmm. there's definitely been moments in time where people have shown up, look good. They feel really great before they step on the ice and then they absolutely shit the bed. Yeah. So it's like, are you almost using it as like a a cover, right? Like or a, a way to fake confidence almost like, oh, well, I look good, so I'm going to be good. But on the inside, like, oh, do I really feel that way? Like, am I really ready to go? Well, I, I put time and effort into looking good today. So like, that's just how it's going to be. Um, it's interesting. I am, and I know I told you this before, struggling to find words today. But in general, I think that anything that you can do that helps put you into a confidence space and being honest if you can look at yourself in the mirror and feel like confident in how you look that can be a huge piece of the puzzle especially for girls who have been conditioned to believe that the way that they look is important and that's some snaps in the house here yeah big snaps right like Mm. that's just how it is um and then it's kind of funny because then we do that and in sports like uh soccer where like some women have started wearing lipstick people think it's ridiculous yeah (laughs) you win you can't win it you can't you know there's nothing yeah you 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 can't can't do anything yeah you just there's no winning like either you don't look professional enough or you look like you're absolutely fucking insane because you're wearing lipstick at a hockey game or soccer game or or whatever Mm -hmm. like there was no there was a girl in the WNBA I'm pretty sure and she had like these long ass claws like her fingernails were so long and I was just like oh my god like how do you function with that and I mean like it's not like an aesthetic thing for me like fuck you look great girl but like how do you want to ball? I don't want to scratch by those. I don't want to break a nail and like yeah. rip my fingernail off, you know? And mm. I mean, coming from my own personal experience, when we played, uh, we had like this washburn game. So it was like a, um, what do you call it? Like a, a dorm game between a couple different dorms. And I played out, ha ha mm-hmm. ha, let's all get a good laugh at that. <laughs> but I have like really, really long nails naturally and I didn't cut them before the game and I mm-hmm. got hit and- my thumb was like half off like it was really it was like the most uncomfortable thing ever but like that being said I know girls who I've played with who they love to have like a fresh mani before they get on Mm -hmm. the ice and like not like a cute short little manicure like they got like the claws out yeah oh my god crazy oh for for a little while I was huge on like the manicure stuff and like I'm and I just like to have them for every day because I use my hands speaking so much that it's actually kind of nice to have your fingernails be done yeah um but it's funny like 
And I remember the horror stories that people would tell about like, you shouldn't wear fake nails under your gloves because if something happens, it's going to rip your nail off. It actually never happened to me, but it did happen to a friend. And I shit you not, literally as soon as she could, she was back in the nails. <laughs> put on again. <laughs> Love so it. like, you know what? Again, if it if it's something that you like to do, if it's and let's also be honest, like hockey isn't your entire personality and it's mm-hmm. not your entire life or whatever your sport is. And it also shouldn't mean that you have to become a different person when you're playing your sport, if that's not how you want to be in life. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, like feel free to express yourself, be ready for it and also be ready for the consequences that may come with wearing really long nails in a <laughs> contact sport. <laughs> well, not even just like the consequences, like to yourself physically in that sense, but also, especially like in the professional woman's side of, of sports, like be ready mm-hmm. to have the criticism coming from, especially the male end of, of the spectrum here, because that's what we I mean we see that every single day when it comes to talking anything about women's sports like all the trolls Mm -hmm. that show up in the comments saying whatever yeah whatever personal shit that they haven't dealt with just like coming to the surface to criticize women's sports but Mm -hmm. um it's gonna happen right No, no matter what you do so whether you're showing up dressed to the nines looking super super amazing Mm -hmm. or if you aren't that kind of player and you just want to show up oh natural there's nothing wrong with that either love it behind it let's go um but yeah like just be ready to for the criticism regardless of what you do because it's gonna happen there's no getting around it Mm -hmm. there's actually um a, a basketball coach in the ncaa right now and she's like known for her fits um and i remember my mom sent me a picture and, you know, like generationally it's different. Right. And mm-hmm. and this is where we were kind of talking about like the expectations of like corporate business wear. Right. And what presentable means, what professional means, like it could mean a lot of different things. Like we all know that the sliding scale of quote unquote business casual is huge. Mm-hmm. And what professional dress looks like now hugely different than what it looked like in the 1950s for example true so anyways I think she was wearing these like really like bright pink awesome like latex pants and my mom sent me the thing and she's like really is this professional (laughs) and and she's like courtside right and I think another big piece of of basketball is like women's basketball especially like being able to express yourself and um using fashion as a platform for so many other things whether that's um like social justice and the BLM movement mm-hmm. um or just like being able to express yourself as an individual it's become huge but i was like i i remember just saying to my i was why isn't it professional what standard are you using to say that it's not professional mm-hmm. and the reality of it is, is when you answer that question, you're always coming back to older social norms of what people deemed to be professional at any given point. Mm -hmm. Like she's not wearing clothing that's revealing. It's not like inappropriate in any way, shape or form. They're just tight, bright pants. And Mm -hmm. 
traditionally that was not professional mm-hmm. so like I don't know and even I've had thoughts about this too right like with some of our girls wearing jeans to games and like ripped jeans and I'm like what like I don't know how I feel about it that's but, the bad now coach you got to get on board I know and I never I didn't say anything because that's why I, I was like oh maybe that's just I remember talking about it with our coaches and I was like maybe that's just the thing now well, and also is it hurting anybody if they show up in... no 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 it's not and if it helps them look good feel good play good let's go let's get it I'm all I'm all about you know the peak performance of it all so Mm-hmm. if you're not hurting anybody or offending like being offensive sorry that's what I was looking for freaking do it do you jeans latex pants you want to wear a skirt to a game day do it you want to wear a dress do it mm-hmm. you want to wear a pantsuit do it you do you girl you do you you want to wear a sweatsuit okay <laughs> I might struggle with the sweatsuit a little bit more yeah but <laughs> You know, yeah, that's actually a really good point, though, because now that I think about it, like there's even I mean, I look at, um, you know, some of the fits that I see from like coming from uh, the PHF even. And I mm-hmm. think most of my feed that I see for fits in, in that sense is coming from the six uh, naturally. But yeah. like there's some fits that I've seen and I'm like, OK, like not what I would definitely wear to a game and that's and it comes with the generational difference for sure yeah and like just because I wouldn't personally wear something like that to a game doesn't necessarily mean that that's not deemed as professional right and right it's it can be tough when like okay even for me growing up was like you know not showing like super revealing clothing because if you were you were trying to draw attention to yourself da 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 right like so it's it's really mm-hmm. easy to get caught up in in that kind of a mindset yeah but you have to try to like get into that growth mindset and kind of expand that perspective that you have around those situations and i'm saying this purely for coaches because we know that even in women's sports still there's so many male coaches who try to say like all right you can't wear this to a game or you this is like the what the uniform is and like okay mm-hmm. yeah to a certain extent i can agree with having like a baseline uniform like this is what needs to be met criterially I don't even know if that's a word, but we're going with it. Um, I don't know either. I don't think it is, but it's good. Um, Like this is the criteria that needs to be met. Um, Mm. But I think it's also really great that, that people have the opportunity to express themselves as an individual within like an appropriate stance, you know, like not showing up in like a crop top to a game. I think that's maybe a little bit aggressive, but Mm. I've seen that too this year. So a crop top. Oh yeah. Like like a little bit or like I'm talking like <laughs> a real crop top. <laughs> like like um, the boob tubes that we like people used to wear to like crazy oh, ass concerts. Oh, no, not that. Not that. <laughs> no. But um and I think the other part of it too is like you're a part of a team, right? So you're a part of a team, so you want to look similar, but at the same time with every team that I've met with this year, one of the first things that we talk about is like, even though you're a part of a team, how do you 
um, like take care of yourself individually, right? Um, and part of that includes like setting individual goals. And there's a slide that I have for this presentation that says that although you are a team, you're a team made up of individuals, which means that each and every single person on this team is different from one another in ways that you're never going to like get over, right? They're inescapable. You're different from your teammates, which means you have different needs, which means you have different preferences, different everything, right? You might have some similarities between people, but so if we're, and I guess this is going back to your point of like, I get some of the criteria and like really strict uniform stuff at times. But my other question is, is like, what's the point of making people conform to it? Like, what is the overall goal? Uh, I don't know. Like, is it just to make everyone look the same? It's like, okay, that's fine. Mm -hmm. But they're not the same. And they're all going to look the same when it counts, which is when they're on the field or track or ice. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. It's I think uniformity only goes so far, right? So like, maybe I'm just super traditional when it comes to like th this kind of thing but like if you're on the road for road games like mm -hmm. wearing team attire is like a must you know like you you shouldn't be oh, yeah. at least at least in 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 my perspective coming from from North America like you should be dressed in team attire now whether like whether or not that means that you know you are all wearing the same thing just like it we see in Europe with like the classic black pants and polo Mm -hmm. Or if that means that, you know, there's a plethora of team gear and you can wear whatever you want so long as it has your logo on it. Mm -hmm. like that to me, like that makes sense, especially when it comes to like the traveling aspect. But when you're at home, do you? Yeah. Well, and part of it too might have um, like some something at least to do with like creating brand awareness, right? If you're traveling, you're going somewhere new and if you're out in a group of people and someone seems sees your team logo and they're like, oh, what is that? And you might, you know, get them to start having a conversation about your team that they never would have had that conversation before. Um, so it can be a symbol to like bring people into as well, which, you know, only really applies if you're like traveling in public spaces like airports or whatever. Um and then there's also like the, the other piece of it with like younger kids teams is like, then you know who's in your group because they're all wearing the same thing. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. Cause, and I think part of it, I remember a coach saying like, we're a team, we behave like one, we look like one. It's like, mm -hmm. okay, yeah, uniformity is great, but it doesn't mean that you're actually a team. Like you can look like a team all you want. But if you're not behaving like a team, where are you going to end up going? Yeah. When like looking like a team doesn't create like a team atmosphere in my opinion yeah. either. Right. Like you have to have the team bonding outside of, outside of all that to really get an actual team, team vibe rolling. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let's think about it. Look good, feel good, play good. We're talking about it in the sense of you're picking an outfit to wear to a game that helps you feel good about yourself and starts to get some of those confident feelings going. That's what it's all about. Um, and then we kind of like got into this whole conversation about like all of the restrictions that people put on that. 
right? And you have to look good according to yourself within the confines of maybe a uniform or within a quote unquote business casual or more business like. Um, and what does that even mean, right? Like we're seeing huge changes in what's acceptable to wear to sports events um, as a player. So I don't know, like, I think you should, you should be able to wear what makes you feel good about yourself. Because if you feel good about yourself while you're playing a game, that's half the battle. But oh yeah, you know what, They're, we're never going to get rid of those coaches who say that they want you wearing the same thing, that they want you wearing black pants and a polo or whatever it may be. And that's also okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I stand by the adage though. Like I love, I love look good, feel good, play good. Like it really just oh, I like, stand by it. 100%. it was, yeah, I love it. I think it, it holds a lot of weight in like a short little sentence because I mean, how you feel plays a huge role in how you're going to show up and play in a game. Right. So, um, just taking that into consideration when we are talking about this, like we're not saying, you know, don't, uh, use the, the mantra, Mm -hmm. but just be wary of how much you're buying into it and how much like power you're giving it over your performance more than anything. Yeah. And if you're a sports consumer, you're a fan who's you know sitting behind a computer screen on a keyboard just absolutely dragging on somebody's outfit for the day I'm just going to remind you that whatever they're wearing is probably the least important thing that they're going to do all day and if you don't like it you don't have to and that's really the end of it so yeah if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Okay. Yeah. You don't have <laughs> uh, to like it. It's okay. And we don't care if you don't and like it. And the person who's okay. wearing what you don't like, they don't have to make you feel good about it either. So true that true that. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, fun, fun chat today, actually. Like didn't yeah. even like prep notes for this. Love it. Good times. We digress. Yes. I feel like we're <laughs> going back to like season one with no notes, no nothing, just whipping it off here. Um, but, but that all being said, you know, as we close out every week, we always want to say thank you so much to all the listeners for tuning in and supporting us and, uh, you know, sharing the content on social or sharing it with a friend or a loved one. We really appreciate it. And we would continue to appreciate the ratings and reviews coming in from both Spotify and Apple. I know I've seen more on Spotify recently. Um, I haven't checked Apple in a while. But this really does help the podcast grow to more listeners who are just like you to get out all of this crazy valuable information that we love to jump on and riff on. So please go ahead and uh, and give us a great five-star rating review. And as a last little plug, Brain Training for Athletes, we've talked about this on the podcast before. And I said that I was going to have a little write-up prepared for this, but again, it's been a gauntlet of a little time off, so um, don't have one prepared. But if you are struggling with your performance, if you are lacking motivation, confidence, focus, any of those things that play a major role in how you show up and play, uh, definitely go into the show notes, take a look at the Brain Training for Athletes program that we are newly launching, redesigned for Mm -hmm. your 
listeners audio and visual <laughs> needs <laughs> um <laughs> and uh remember that we're leaving q a's and polls for those who listen in on spotify so go again to the show notes and you know leave your your answer on the, the poll and if you have any questions for either lauren or myself or if there's any you know uh, topics that you'd like us to to cover in the upcoming weeks of season two go ahead and leave them there and we'll definitely put them on the list and uh we'll jump right on it absolutely get in there and uh maybe we'll put in a a poll about what or if any pregame fit routines that you have that you actively endorse i like that mm-hmm all right. That's going to be the poll for today. For this week, rather. Okay. Huh. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you everyone again for tuning in, listening, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.